Hello, my name is Evan Jacobs and welcome to the Orange County Hardcore Scene Stir Aftermath podcast. These interviews are part of an ongoing series chronicling the hardcore punk music scene in Orange County, California and sometimes elsewhere. They are an addendum to the film Orange County Hardcore Scene Stir. This is a documentary I made that chronicles the 1990s hardcore punk scene. You can stream Orange County Hardcore Scene Stir on Vimeo. For $2 a month, you can watch every Anadimia film by subscribing to Anadimia Films Unlimited on Vimeo. Links for all this stuff are in each episode description. To support this podcast, please like, rate, and review it. Also, please subscribe to Anadimia Films TV on YouTube, where you can view all of these podcasts in their original video form. Now, I need to ask you about Bring the Power Down, because yeah. that is, like, I wanted, like, I wanted to cover that in ice, like, like, that is songs, hardcore punk, whatever, songs is one of my favorite songs, ever. I don't know if I've ever oh. even told you that. And, like, I love that song. Like, like, like I, I, I will put that song on, you know, back in the days driving around in the car when I would, like, I, when we had CDs in our car... I would listen to that song on repeat. I, I just, I love that song. How did you, can, can you break down the structure of writing that song? Because that is just such a great song. And it's so well put together. And it's so powerful how it's constructed. So leave nothing out. <laughs> okay. Well, first of all, that was originally an old song I had when I was in this band called f sharp way back like in the mid 80s okay and it was five times as fast so imagine <laughs> that riff just playing five times faster okay so I, I slowed it down and just added some extra notes into it um because I, I liked the riff but when it was played too fast you couldn't really feel the the heaviness and the pull of it especially considering it's into standard tuning so many bands use drop tunings now to sound heavier um yeah, so it was an old song I had that I just I slowed down the changes, slowed down the riff, added some extra parts to it, and I just put new words to it. Oh, so you wrote the lyrics? Yeah. Where did those lyrics come come from? I mean, because that is like like I love you know um, you know we all have skeletons that hide in our closet. Sometimes I talk to mine, they keep me company. Like I've said that to people without any context of the song. And they just look at me and I just, I kind of laugh and I explain it. But like, Rick, that is a great song. Like, like really a great, great song. Well, th thank you. Evan. Um, well, it, it was, it was actually a poem. And okay. I had to kind of change the structure a little bit to, to, you know, and then once Bill put his own, his own vocal nuances into it, it ended up with the feel that, that it had. Cause I would just, I would just play it quietly, unplugged on the electric at practice and kind of singing the words, okay, this is kind of the feel I have. Um, but the actual idea for it, um, it was a lot of instances, you know, being the troubled youth in the 80s and, you know, whatnot. I mean, I was, a, you know, a few years older than all the guys in, in Haywire. Um, but, yeah, it was actually started as a poem that okay. I kind of had to adjust to give it, you know, like, well, okay, well, this is going to be the chorus. Because um, originally the chorus was just a stanza in the poem itself, but I kind of was like, okay, well, I'm going to make that the chorus, and you can repeat it each time it goes full circle. Um, 
Yeah, uh, just, you know, a lot of things. I, I always tried, tried to steer away from politics when it came to writing because, to me, political, it, it doesn't age well. No. Uh, it, it, it doesn't. Um, like, you listen to, like, you know, some of the older, you know, bands from the 80s that, that were political at the time. You're like, yeah, this is, you know, I kind of feel your rage, but you listen to it 40 years later, and it's kind of, well, you know, it's kind of like watching, like, an 80s sitcom or something. It's like, okay, it was funny then, but you look at it, I don't know, the jokes are just falling flat. <laughs> That, that's just me. Um, uh, and as far as like like the influences, I said I, I just, a lot of different things. I, I, I think just watching people that were stagnating in their lives, and actually I was one of them. I'm not going to deny it. And not well, not willing to shed um, who they were. And I guess it's kind of half-assed to say at this point in my life because, you know, the, the person I am in 2020 leaps and bounds away from the person I was in, like, 1985, 86. Right. Uh, but it just seemed like a lot of people really regimented themselves um, in life, in the scene, and uh, and to this day, Evan, I mean, you probably even see it yourself doing what you do as far as these interviews. I, I talked to some of the people that I, were musicians uh, that I knew back in the 80s, not just so much from like hardcore, but from all realms. And some of them are just afraid to lose their cred, I guess you want to say, whether it's their, their metal cred, their punk cred, their, their whatever. So you've got these guys that, that are pushing 60 and they still hold on to these ideals that they had back then. And you know, if, if that works for them, that's fine. But I always... Wonder why some people just never really wanted wanted to grow or move forward. Well, and it's interesting because the because the line in the song, um, you know, everything is such a waste of time, and 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 just all of that, uh, you know, bring the power down. That whole thing, um, in an odd way, I'm sure you've seen the movie Fight Club, or no, yep. or well, there's that line or that point where early in the movie, Edward Norton and Brad Pitt are driving in the car, and like Brad Pitt just says something to them. To, to Edward Norton, something to the effect of like, of like, let's like, essentially like, fuck it, let's evolve. Like, and I, I, I forget what the full context of that, but I always, every time I hear the song, Bring the Power Down, I'm reminded of that part of Fight Club. So it's just interesting. And to know that like it started as a poem, like I had no idea until we did this interview that you wrote that song. In terms of the lyrics. I thought that was all Billy. And the beauty of that is that seems like something that Billy could have written. Just because yeah. Billy, I remember saying in an interview once that like he um, he's not afraid to set the whole house on fire just to keep himself warm. And I remember being like, okay, like that's Billy. Like he's... Yep, that's Billy. <laughs> yeah, that, that is him. And, and, and yeah, yeah, that's... No, no, thank you. Thank you for just all of that, all of that... You know, just breaking that down because I'd always wondered about this. Like, I'd be like, oh, okay, uh, how did that how'd that happen? But now, so you guys go to Europe, and I know because I, know, I remember I, I, I was around you during this time, and in, oddly, it doesn't feel that long ago, even though it was 28 years later. But, like, what, like you guys broke up in Europe. Like, can, I mean, you know, as much as you want to share, like, how did that happen? Just, just because, to me, it's... It's it's odd just because it's like, dude, you guys are in Europe. You guys have this record out. You had, I knew about Abominations. Like, oh, I knew that there was another record. Like, and then you break up. And, you know, but one thing I've come to find out about punk and hardcore bands is, 
right when things are going as great as you think they can be going, that's pretty much when things end. So take it away. Um, yeah, again, um, it, it's not one of those situations where, you know, he said, she said sort of things. Uh, and again, you know, this was decades ago. Um, I, I can just speak for myself and say, once I got over there and the tour just started to go, you know, move into motion and just the day started happening, uh, I knew it's, so it was something I wasn't ready for myself. I know John could all give me. Um, you're, you're breaking but, up just um, ever so slightly. It, yeah, when I got over there. Oh, yeah, it's just kind of breaking up a little bit. Oh, okay. Okay, you okay. seem you seem good now. I don't know how much of it. So, um, start with you got over there, things got in motion, and you was something you weren't ready for. So you could start there and just continue. Okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it. I really didn't know what to expect because I had never done it before. And, you know, at that point, I really wasn't a very worldly person. You know, the only countries I had ever really gone to at that time were like Canada and Mexico. Um, so, um, it, yeah, I just found myself just having anxiety a lot of the time when I was there. And why that was, I don't know. But again, mm -hmm. like I said, the person I was in 1990 is very different from, from who I am now. Um, it, it, it just it just seemed very um, strenuous. And so um, we, I, I could just kind of tell it was kind of taking a toll on the band, maybe not all of us, but some of us. And I know um, it, it just seemed after about like a week, especially for me, it, it just wasn't fun. It wasn't fun anymore. And why that was, I don't know. Maybe I had expectations that were different um but yeah so we, we you know we did the tour did get cut short um honestly like uh i'm sorry evan i don't remember exactly how long we were there uh, we did get quite a few dates out of the way we did you know we played several shows in germany we played in the netherlands uh we played up north and our very last show was in hamburg and we played with so with no means no, I want to say again, I have the itinerary somewhere. Um, and that was just when the, we just didn't seem happy. You know, we were just sitting backstage. We we're just kind of quiet. And, um, I know after, uh, John, myself and Bill left, Vadim did stay behind and did, you know, finish out with the other band doing some road work for them. I remember the singer for the other band we toured with did get hurt. Um, they were playing soccer on one of our days off and he either broke his hand or broke his wrist. I don't remember which, but they did have to take a train ride to Hamburg or no, I'm sorry. Uh, it might've been Munich. I don't remember. But they had to take this long train ride for him to have work done on his hand. So they ended up going instrumental like for the, the few days that were left because they didn't have a singer. Gotcha. Gotcha. And, yeah. So I, I, I wish I could give you more details. No, like no. Ago, but um, yeah, honestly, I, I can only give, give my side of it is I don't think I was mentally mature enough or just worldly enough to handle it. And well, like I said, I just felt a lot of anxiety when I was there. 
And I was saying, you know, this isn't how it's supposed to be. You know, it, it's supposed to be fun. And it, I'm not pointing fingers at anyone because, um, you know, I'm the one that took myself over there. I'm the one that put myself there. And, um, it, you know, I, I think if it were to happen now, it would be much different. <laughs> it would be, be very different since I've experienced a lot more of life since then. And, you know, there, there are some people that were, like, much younger than me. Like, some of these guys in the band's like, oh, yeah, you know. Our band has like toured the U.S. like four times. I'm just like, and you're what, 20? <laughs> so. 